You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, gang of gallant, gabby, gallivanting, galloping gadflies in gazebos. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 133. And of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your very vocal volunteers who vomit vocabulary while voguing. I'm Colin. I'm Dana. And I'm Chris. And I have a quick listener shout out. And as a kind of a disclaimer, we don't do shout outs that often when people write in just because we get a lot of requests and you know it would be the whole show yeah, yeah nice exactly. humble brag there yeah because well, no, no, no. we, we would just we be kind of get a lot of requests yeah. for this <laughs> right right, right. Like, no, you know yeah. if, if i do even, one then everybody blowing else. up our mentions yeah <laughs> that's fair but i do have a soft spot for kids who kids who write in and i think especially because our show is basically educational and mm. the fact that kids listen to it is yeah. is very cool you can stop me. going to school i think technically <laughs> yeah this counts as this homeschooling is, in yeah. seven yeah. states right yeah <laughs> oh that'd be good infomercial like the good job brain learning system <laughs> <laughs> and with 60 discs yeah, yeah. And, then we, and then we get shut down by the federal okay. government <laughs> you can pass any federal test about poop for sure yep, that's yep. right yep. yep there are psats or 60 very high. <laughs> the poo stats. Yeah. The poo stats. So this one is from <laughs> listener Ben, and Ben says, Hi, GJB cast. I am a 12-year-old fan slash major listener who absolutely loves Good Job Brain. I would love it if you would give me a shout-out in the next episode. I also would love it if you guys would give my friend Milhorn a shout-out as he listens to GJB and introduced me to the show. Aww. Whoa. Right. His, friend, cool. his friend Millpool? Milhorn. <laughs> oh, Milhorn. Okay. Thanks, Ben, and thanks, Milhorn, for your lovely email. I've got a uh, fun, weird in-the-news segment. We haven't had one of those in a while. Bizarre headlines? Yeah, bizarre mm. headlines. There we go. Funny story. This seemed uh, something I, I, I read this, and I had to share this with you guys. Okay. Did any of you guys read about the hibernator? This was just uh, surfaced on the internet in the last week or so. No. So the hibernator uh, is a <laughs> meal served uh, at a cafe in Manchester, England. And uh, I hesitate <laughs> oh, to say meal because okay. this is one of those massive breakfast sure. things that's yep. more of a PR stunt than a meal, in okay. fact. So the hibernator contains <clears throat> eight strips of bacon, okay. mm-hmm. eight, eight pieces of sausage, yeah. uh, doable. four hash browns, <laughs> Four fried eggs, uh, separately a four-egg cheese omelet. Okay. Four waffles. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now Once we're getting the yeah. carb. Four carb pieces city. of toast. Yeah. Okay. Four pieces of fried bread. What? Four <laughs> serve. It's it's British, you okay, know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. Maybe uh, like French toast. Four servings of black pudding. Mm-hmm. Oh. Two ladles of beans. Okay. Two ladles of tomatoes. Okay. Mushrooms. A large serving of chips, French fries, uh huh, and a two pint milkshake. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> Has anybody done it? Nobody, as of the time of the article oh, I read, no. had completed it, seems it like successfully. A lot. It, I, don't, I don't think your stomach is big enough. I don't think yeah. you could. Yeah, physically. I, think, I mean, professional oh, eaters could probably do it if they can. If yeah. you dunk all the waffles in water, you, can, you know, that's yeah, the, the yeah, way. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That right, 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 that in yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's doable. It's a downright bargain, though. It's only uh, it's only thirty two dollars. Oh, really? Equivalent. It yeah, for like, all that it food. It is like for oh, breakfast. Sweet. Yeah, you yeah. You really like, could. You could feed yeah. a family. Yeah. Can you can you order it and share it? 
I think you can order it and do whatever you want, but okay, you don't qualify for the prize. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. There, oh, there's no, yeah. there's no team competition. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah. The prize, incidentally, you get, of course, a, a free meal, a, a t-shirt. Uh-huh. Uh, you get a t-shirt, presumably saying "I survived the hibernator" or something like that, right. and a hundred pounds. Um, well, I mean, yeah, yeah you'd gain a hundred pounds <laughs> by doing that. Uh, good chunk of change there. Yeah, so this this is served at the Bear Grills G R I L L S Cafe. Yes. So if you are, where is this? This is in Manchester. So if you are. Passing through mm-hmm. and happen to eat a hibernator, please let us know. Yes. Uh, yeah. Let us know if you live, first of all, mm-hmm. and then let us know how it was. It is very pretty. It's so golden. It's like it's fried. It was made for gods, not for humans. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> to eat the hibernator is to be possessed of terrible knowledge. <laughs> That's right. Like, like Midas touched, like a terrible yeah. curse yep. and a gift at this I stared yeah. into the abyss, <laughs> and the hibernator <laughs> stared back. <laughs> All right, let's jump into our first general trivia segment, Pop Quiz Hot Shot. And today is the leftover Halloween candy edition. Instead of a random Trivial Pursuit card, I have a random handful of leftover Laffy Taffies. Nice. Uh, And and we've mentioned this on the show before when we play Pub Trivia. In our old Pub Trivia place, we used to just get the Laffy Taffy from the candy bucket and we read each other the riddles, the crappy children riddles Uh in the back and then try to guess the answer. I feel like crappy is a little harsh. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) They're Uh, published, Karen. Yeah, They they are published published comedians. Well, we'll see. Sometimes it's like... How about we'll just say amateur comedy how about that these amateur jokes okay all right so here we go you guys have your buzzers mm-hmm. alfred c from des moines iowa asks what is a parasite what is a parasite uh uh like binoculars I don't know. Oh. Someone who lives in Paris. Something you see in Paris. All right. Oh, Paris. Parasite. All right. Sure. <laughs> yeah, Chris, you're pretty close. Yeah. 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 Arthur W. from Des Plaines, Illinois asks, what do you get when you cross Noah's Ark and a bug? Noah's Ark and, and a um, bug? bug? This is kind of just a, f- um, a bad portmanteau. Oh. oh. Ark. A no. Buggy Noah. Bug. Arcsect. Bagoat. In Arct. I don't know. You're very close. Arctic. Uh, Arctic. Uh, which has nothing to do with sure. cold yeah. or something. This segment has gone <laughs> down really quickly. Um, all right. Carrie B. from Utah asks, when does a doctor get mad? Mm. Uh, when does a doctor get okay. mad? When he loses his patience. Yes! Oh. All right, there we go. Andrew H. from Everson, Washington asks, Mississippi, how do you spell it? Mm -hmm. I-T. Yes, correct. Uh I-T. Okay, last one. This is kind of clever. Sunil J. from Alabama asks, what starts with T is full of T and ends with T? (laughs) A teapot. Correct! Yay! That's good. That's good. I like that. that. I like that. Right, good job, guys. Uh, that was our sub in our leftover Halloween candy edition of Pop Quiz Hot Shot. We have a giant um, actually, but I'm still getting mail really? <laughs> about it. Um, we apologized on like this is like a apo- like we needed to apologize because people were so heated about it. We had to do it on Twitter. We had huh? to do it on Facebook, Man. and it is because at least we know they're listening. 
Colin, do you remember what this I is? I can guess. Okay. Is this about the library? Yes. Uh, where the library uh, is located? Yes, yes. <laughs> wait, what, wait, what was that again? So how would you guys pronounce B-E-X-A-R County? Bexar. Bexar ba- something? Bexar? Ba- You'd be ba- wrong because no, it, is it? it is Bear County. Bear County. As we have been uh, in, repeatedly uh, educated online. We can't bear, stop here. This bear is Bear County. County. Yes. Right. They put an X okay. in there. Yeah, I said, I said Bexar because that's what it looks like. Because it looks like yeah. it. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no. But it's there's Bear a, County. There's okay. a trap in there. They yeah. marked it with an X. Yeah. It's a mnemonic. Actually, you know, like I suggest everybody go read up on the actual origin of the name. It's very interesting. But on Twitter, we actually had the official Bear County yeah. Twitter account. Oh. Of course uh, we did. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, saying, it's okay, everybody pronounces it wrong the first time. So, <laughs> oh. Sorry about that, mm-hmm. uh, all the all our Texan brethren. Yes. So yes. it's just yeah. a silent X. Yeah. Wow. Bear. That's weird. Like, rawr. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't like put an X in the middle of good job Braxton. Braxton. Yeah. Yeah. And, then, and then people were like, oh, good job, Braxton. And you're like, no, it's brain. <laughs> you should apologize. Yeah. <laughs> Retweeted. <laughs> All right. One of the episodes in the past, we talked about new things. And, you know, we live in the Bay Area. There's like a lot of new fandangle technology and new stuff always on market. And we decided, you know, instead of talking about now, let's talk about then. So today we're going to focus on things that are outdated, obsolete, old, things that are in the past. Just take those old records off the shelf. I said listen to them by myself. Today's music ain't got the same song. I like that old time of rock and roll. Don't try to take me to a disco. I will start us off here. I have a quiz for you guys called Names from Days Gone By. So these will be people, places, things that once had a different name than they do now. And I will give you a little bit of a hint as to what they might be. So, for example, we'll start us off with uh, an easy one here. Uh, get your buzzers ready. All right. This, this uh-huh. will be the first question of the okay. quiz. Oh, well, so this okay. is not an example question. Example, sure, right. yeah. sure. Okay. It will be an admittedly easy first question. Right. How okay. about that? Uh, J. Murray Spangler called his early 1900s invention the... Electric suction sweeper. Uh, Chris. The vacuum. Yes. The vacuum. Yeah. There you go. What we would right. call a vacuum cleaner vacuum today. Vacuum cleaner. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Electric suction. The electric suction, suction sweeper. sweeper. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was renamed after he went into business with a savvy man named W.H. Hoover. Indeed. Uh, oh. I thought you okay. said W.H. Yeah. Vacuum. W.H. <laughs> Will- William Lord Vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I was like, I think it was a word. But <laughs> this popular frozen treat debuted in 1921 and was originally named the I Scream Bar. <laughs> Karen. Fudgesicle? You're on the right track. Oh, yeah. Chris. The popsicle? You're on the right track. It oh, is... The ice cream bar. The... the um, uh, what, is the, what is the original? What's the... What's the is this the, a brand? This, or the, the brand name. It's the square yeah, okay. one. Yeah, the York... Not the York peppermint. Pe- I'm the, looking for um, the... Magnum? Eskimo pie. That's, oh, yeah. 
okay. the Eskimo pie. pie. That's yes. what I was thinking. Right. I couldn't. Is it just a block of ice cream with chocolate? Yes. Is there yeah. a stick? It has a stick. But Klondike bars don't Klondike. have a stick. Don't have yeah. a stick, which is super stick, messy. No stick. Yeah. <laughs> well, depends on how good you are at eating Klondike bars. <laughs> That's a good quiz. Stick, or, no stick. Or, stick, no stick. Stick, no stick. <laughs> no stick. <laughs> All right, let's bring it back here, guys. Uh, let's bring it back. Let's not plan other quizzes in the middle of a quiz. This quiz is also good, Colin. Yeah, we're spitballing for the future. All right. Until 1983, this car company was named Datsun. Mm. It's not oh. called that anymore. Um, what what did Datsun turn into? Was it uh, Hyundai? Uh, it was not Hyundai. Hyundai. It is not Hyundai. <laughs> it is a Mas- Japanese company. Yeah. Oh, oh. Datsun. Kia. No, or they're Saturn. Korean. What, no, what did no. Datsun change its name what to? Did, it's, one of the, it's one of the major Japanese yeah, automotive. No. It is Nissan. Nissan. Oh, wow. Yes, Datsun became the Nissan Corporation. Oh, what was World War I called before uh, World War II? Oh. It, it was called the Great War. It was called mm-hmm. the Great War. Yeah. That's a small window. Yeah. They called it World yeah. War I because they were just, they yeah. just figured. They knew. Yeah. They knew. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a franchise. Yeah. They were yeah. laying the groundwork for like the <laughs> Avengers or something. Yeah. 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 All right. Last one. Here we go. Mm-hmm. In 1957, the Gold Coast declared independence from the United Kingdom, establishing what modern nation? Karen. Australia? Incorrect. The Gold Coast. The Gold Coast. Independence from the United Kingdom. Chris. Tripoli? No, they are an African nation. Karen. Ivory Coast? Is not Ivory Coast. I am Madagascar. Looking, I am looking. No, I'm Nigeria. not going to name them all. I'm looking for Ghana. Oh. Ghana. Ghana was Gold Coast. The first modern nation to declare independence from Europe. Oh. Modern African nation. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Days gone by. Not Man. bad. Nice. I would like to quote one of the great thinkers and really lyricists of our time. Oh. Um, I'm rolling like a playboy. Beep, beep, beep. Just another page. Just another freak. Yeah. <laughs> Sir Mix-a-Lot. Beepers, 1989. Oh, right. Oh, the song was called Beepers? The yeah. song was called oh, I Beepers. I splice it in. All yes, right. yes, yes. Get busted. You know rap stars never get trusted. Baby wanna get so I put it on vibrate. How does Mix-a-Lot communicate with Beepers, baby? So the the pager or the beeper mm-hmm. is is an idea whose time has come and gone. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Would you like to guess? Uh, so by the way, the the pager or the beeper. Yeah, I being think we a, need to explain it. Yeah, to I'm that, sure we have listeners who are yeah, too young. Oh, exactly. I bet a lot. A, of, <laughs> yeah, many yeah. of you. Exactly. Yeah. For the kids out there who have never heard of this uh, and will never hear of this. Um, a, a primitive wireless device used yeah. by the primitive peoples of the 1990s, <laughs> yeah. um, which could receive, you know, very limited, essentially wireless messages. Sometimes they could send also. Uh, sometimes they could send, you know, alpha, you know, like text messages. Uh, mm-hmm. But sometimes they could only simply receive numbers. As yeah. in, yeah, most of the time it's just numbers. And it was to alert you: this is the phone number that you need to call right now uh, if yeah. you are. A doctor or a lawyer um, or whatnot, a you know, call your office, high school. right? Yeah. Or a board yeah. high school drug student. dealer, yeah, exactly. Or a drug dealer. Would you like to guess when the first pager, what is considered the first pager, was uh, launched as a as a commercial product that was available for people to buy? I'm gonna guess it. It's gonna be way earlier because I mean, like, it would have been for like but CEOs earlier or than doctor. what? I'm, okay. I'm gonna yeah. guess like 1965. Does anybody mm, else want to? 70s. 70s? 89. 89. 1950. Wow. First 
pagers wow. in 1950. So the way that they worked was fascinating and wonderful. So it was the service was for doctors in New oh. York City. Yeah. They had one transmitting radio antenna that was up on a hill that could reach all of you know New York City. Okay. Every pager, all the the pagers just received one radio transmission that was blasted out to all of the pagers that that doctors were carrying around and it was just it looked like a um uh, like an old old mobile phone you uh-huh. know sort of a bar you know with a speaker on it that you could listen to the radio audio channel that was blasting out was just a bunch of codes and you knew your own code your own three digit oh. code and that meant if you heard that code that means go it's to you. the office mm. Mm. you would listen in like once an hour because they would just broadcast everybody's code to the channel so you'd hear everything else but you're just listening for yours mm. now how did they broadcast the code so there's a, there's a popular science article from 1950 uh, that had pictures of the process they would use 16 millimeter film they'd use like movie film uh-huh. which of course which you could record sound onto too oh. right right so they'd record sound onto the soundtrack of the film then they just cut that sound part out <laughs> mm-hmm. then they would take that little clip which was a voice saying doctor number 300 doctor number you know 627 and they'd have just that little clip of them saying that of you know somebody reading that voice They'd take that clip of film, put it into a plastic stick, and then there'd be an operator, basically, who had all the sticks saying, with little clips of them saying the numbers, and there was a machine with a conveyor belt. Oh my goodness. And the conveyor belt had little pegs (laughs) you could hang the stick on, and the conveyor belt would take the stick that had a little bit of sound recording on it, and the conveyor belt would run, and then the sticks, one by one, would pass underneath the sound head. Just loop them all together. They'd go underneath the sound reader, and then the sound reader, which was the same thing off a film projector, would read the the clip of the voice saying, Dr. Number So-and-so. And then that, just the output of the machine, is what got broadcasted on it's a like loop. A real that's, voice. That's awesome. it was it's a like real voice. A... It was a real voice because it was just a recording of a voice saying that number. It's, it just it seems so elegant and yet so elaborate at yeah. the same time. Manual. Well, yeah. I mean, like, if you think about it, you don't, have to, you don't have to have somebody sitting there reading yeah. off the numbers all night. You could just you just automate the process. And it's 1950. And then it just uses the sort of the radio technology that was already in use at the time and the film technology that was already in use of the mm-hmm. time and just combined them together in a very clever way. So it basically, by the early 1990s, um, you know, a lot of doctors, a lot of businessmen yeah. were using them. But what's really interesting is that beepers went from doctors, lawyers, etc. to fashion statements for teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a fad. Oh, yeah. yeah, everybody yeah. had like a different color case. I didn't yeah. have, but my sister and all her I friends had a clear purple one. all yeah. had pagers. Mm-hmm. The thing is, if you think about it, you're like when I first got one, I was like, oh my God, I'm so cool. And then you realize what it's for, and it's for my dad to like, like you have to call page now. me <laughs> a number, that, and then I have to go to the school's pay phone, put yep. in money, and then call my dad. So really, it's like right. not that and cool. And it's like some it was like BS. Texting. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was proto-texting. Right. Well, that's yeah. the thing. So it, all, all it was yeah. really yeah. able to do was you're just supposed to send a phone number to somebody, and they call the phone number, but you could tweak it and do you know different stuff Tell with people it, right? Hello. Yeah. Right. Boobs. Or the numeric code. Or the numeric code. Yeah. It was like yeah. proto it's leap. It was yeah, yeah. Proto-leap. right, right, right. Proto-leap. Well, so it kind of came from um, you know using calculators, which had yep. the same just numeric LCD, readouts yeah. to to say funny things. There's um, a word for that for a calculator word. Oh yeah, it's called um, Begilos or B E G H I L O S. Yeah, B E G 
H-I-L-O-S. Those are all letters you can put in there. In the the calculator. Bajilos? Yeah. Bajilos! Those are the letters that you can use. The letters you can use. Bajilos. Then you can spell big boobs. Or big boobies. You can't do a space, unfortunately. One word. Big boobies. It's a username. Or a decimal. So beepers did not immediately, you know, kind of get picked up uh, for use by teens. Like, there there was a bumpy process because, so the LA Times was reporting in 1991, the LA police originally figured, like, if you saw a teen with a beeper, then they were like a drug mule. Because they were like, Mm -hmm. drug dealers use these, so if a kid has a beeper, he must be running Therefore! Right. Um, But then they kind of had to change their presumptions once they realized, like, lots and lots of kids were wearing them. If you wanted to seem like you were important, you know, you wear this thing, so it it looks like somebody has to get you. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could put it in your pocket, but they had little belt clips yep. on them. Yeah. Uh, the LA Times said, this is a quote now, So coveted are they, wrote the LA Times, that Seattle-based rapper Sir Mix-a-Lot recorded beepers, which praises the devices. Note, by the way, this is me editorializing, this was uh, prior to the to release be- of Baby Got Back. Wow. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. LA Times, so fashionable that some teenagers don't mind that the beepers don't actually beep. A lot of them have beepers that don't even work, said Officer Tim Harris of the Los Angeles Police Department. (laughs) I'll open it up and it doesn't have batteries or it's all rusted inside. (laughs) New York Times. A lot of guys think that girls will think they're hot because they have a beeper, said Sheila Gamble. Some have even taken to uh, reportedly wearing small plastic boxes that look like beepers, but <laughs> I was are not. Say that. There were candies that looked like there beepers. Were can- yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. There- you can clip it to your belt. Yep. People would wear garage door openers. It does look like yeah. everything. So 1991 really was the year when it went from or in early 91. You have these stories, the first kind of stories that are hitting like LA Mainstream Times, New there. York Times mm-hmm. about like this is the new thing mm-hmm. and then christmas 1991 that is when oh. motorola, motorola started releasing uh fluorescent pink and yellow be- because motorola at this point is selling their devices their stodgy you know yeah. devices yeah they're like, like gray and charcoal colored prof- you know yeah. to like yeah. professionals to like rich professionals but now they're like oh man youth market <laughs> you know we're a fad everybody so you know pink beepers yeah. and then as you say the, the rise of beeper code because so many beepers were numbers only. So I have I have some more examples. Ooh, um, okay. Well, nine one one was emergency. Right. That was what you're yeah, supposed to you sure. know, you put in nine. I, I always remember like my sister and her friends. Nine one one just meant. I really need you to give me a call. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's an emergency. Right. It's to separate yeah. it from all the other te- uh, pages. Some that you people get. used eight one one as the. I'm not dying, but like I really <laughs> want you to call me. Yeah. <laughs> like just um, one four three is typically uh, I love you. I love you. Oh, oh you know this. Okay. I knew that one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Why? Because it's the number of letters in I love you. Oh, yep. man. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of math. Um, oh, seven, seven, three, four. Seven, seven. Oh, seven, seven, three, four. Oh, hello. That's hello. 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 Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you know what 50538 is? It is. This is another upside down one. Three eight. 50538. Bezos. It's Bezos. Yeah. yeah. Kisses. It's kisses. Kisses in Spanish. Oh four, oh four, oh four. Ho ho ho. Yes, as in happy holidays. Um, and nine nine was often used as night night. Mm. Oh, okay. night. Okay. The transition from pagers to cell phones was fast and it was harsh. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. Pagers were over 
real fast. I yeah. remember I had a couple friends, and again, this would have been early 90s, and this was, again, so pre-cell phone, pre-internet, they had dedicated sports score pager service. Oh, yeah. So all the, the, all the pager got was just, it would just push sports scores, baseball updates to them. It's like the doctor stuff. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. just, not only was it hard to decipher in English, we had Chinese numerical codes. Oh, yeah. Holy crap. Mixed in with English. Yeah. Right? Oh, so it's like, yeah. it's like doing math and trying to decipher two languages. Oh, so mm-hmm. stressful. Mm-hmm. There's like the... Yeah, there was something I came across where somebody said, oh, you know, uh, there's there's a certain code that when you read out the numbers in Korean, it sounds like Korean for hurry up. So that's what we use for hurry up. That kind of thing. Yeah. yeah for us, it was 8181. Which means goodbye because because pronunciation is ba e ba e so you say bye bye. Oh, it right. looks like yep, bye bye yep. though. Yeah, it yeah. Does. It does. Oh, yeah. that's true. Yep. That's true. Man. Yep. Days gone by. Day- the only time that I really hear people talk about pagers these days is people in IT talk about being on pager duty. Yeah, yeah. you're on yeah. pager duty. It's like ah, oh, the site's down. I'm on pager duty tonight. I gotta fix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not well, that. It's not that like there's no more pagers. Yeah, because obviously right. it's still a more efficient thing with with. Big yeah. institutions well, I mean, and, and hospitals. Well, first of all, I mean, we use pagers um, all the time. We go to restaurants. Yeah. And I mean, they oh, this will beep when your table is ready. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the same, a pager? That's a pager. It's just, it's beeping you from a radio. Oh, you know, yeah. same technology. Factory. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Flip that on your And phone. a lot of, and a lot of hospitals still use yeah. them because, um, because wireless, you know, they don't want to mm. rely on cell phone cell service yeah, in yeah. the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have a quiz for you guys. It's about things in the past, but I structured it a little differently. So I'll start with a question about something that happened a year ago, and then five years ago, and then oh, 10 years ago, 50 years okay. ago. So okay. we'll try to get to 100,000 years ago. Whoa. It's like <laughs> Survivor, trying to yeah. survive through the ages. That would be interesting to do an elimination one. Yeah. Time. Elimination, yeah. good job, right? If we had more than three quizzers. Yeah, 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 yeah that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so one year ago, in 2013... What was the number one song on the Billboard end of year top 100? Wow. Colin. Blurred Lines. Nope. That was number two. That's a good guess. Oh, God. I can give you guys a hint. It included the lyric, dressed in all pink except my gator shoes, those are green. I mean, is it it Royal Cyrus? No. No, 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 must be. Uh... It is Thrift Shop. By Malcolm oh, and Ryan Lewis. Oh, well, the number yes. one. Wow. Okay. That's, yeah. Wow. I, forgot. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Years blur. When, I mean, when you hear a song 500 song. times, yeah. 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 yeah, you stop being able to hear it, I think. Okay, five years ago in 2009. <laughs> we already failed. Like, <laughs> I mean, everybody's out. You're back in now. Yeah. Okay. now it's, well, now it's the loser's bracket. Right now. <laughs> We've for... established. <laughs> All right. What film won the Best Picture in 2009 at the Academy Awards? Well, Colin. I believe that was The Hurt Locker. Mm, no. Chris. Crash? No. no? That's too early. S- Slumdog Millionaire. Yes. Yes. Oh, hey. Yes. That was our. that movie came out in 2008. Correct. Yeah, 2009 Oscars. Yep. All right. Ten years ago, in 2004, had Operation Red Dawn, the capture of Saddam Hussein, had that already happened in 2004? No. It was yes. Oh, okay. It was December 2003 when they captured Uh, Saddam Hussein. Oh, my God. That was ten years ago? Yeah. spider hole. Yeah, that was ten years ago. Yeah. So 50 years ago, 1964, during the 1964's New York World's Fair... Which invention was not presented? Was it It's a Small World, the It's a Small World attraction at Disneyland? 
the smell-o-vision, the picture phone, or Belgian waffles. What was the year? 1964. 1964. Smell a vision, picture phone, Belgian waffles. Small world. Small okay. world. What was not? not? Yeah. Belgian waffles. Nope. Belgian waffles were introduced Whoa. 50 years ago. Chris? Picture phone. Picture phone was introduced. Oh, wow. man. Small world. Small World was introduced 50 years ago. It was Smell-O-Vision. That was actually the 1939 World Fair. Oh, okay. That was, yeah. That, that Is question, that really what it... I think that question was already asked and answered before the 60s. <laughs> Do we want Smell-O-Vision? And they were like, no. no. Is it really just what it sounds like? Smell, like yeah. TV yeah. that Pumping smells? sense into the air. Well, yeah. we talked about, yeah. We've talked yeah. about it Not before. just TV, but like yeah. a movie. Theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And mm-hmm. it didn't catch on. But everything else kind of caught on. Picture phones took a while. They were before their time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 100 years ago, in 1914. So in this year, Nevada and Montana joined 12 other states to grant what? Nevada and Montana joined 12 other states to grant what? What happened 100 years ago? 1914 to Mm -hmm. grant the states did it together, so it can't be suffrage. Is it not... Chris. Is, it, is it women's suffrage? It is women's oh, suffrage. Okay. Yeah, oh. yeah. It was I think, like, uh, gave it away. Well, yeah. I rolled it out. Yeah. It's, uh, well, I assumed I mean, that that was national. No, it was, I mean, I think it was just like, you know, th- these things sometimes they happen on a state-by-state oh, okay. state basis yeah. until yeah. there's a big, yeah. What was the first state to grant women's suffrage? Mm. Yeah, this has come up in trivia. Mm-hmm. This is a good... They're, they're very proud of it, rightfully so. Some hippie yeah. state. Um, New Hampshire? It's not Vermont? a hippie state. No, no. That's for sure. I forget. It is Wyoming. Yes, that's right. That's right. Wyoming. They granted it as a territory, and then they became a state, and they were the first to wow, write okay. it Woman yeah. Wyoming. Woman hey, Wyoming. Hey, yeah. 500 years ago. So 1514. So was 1514, was that before or after the Mona Lisa was painted? Uh, that w- no, what, yeah. Before. Yeah. No, I think that was after. <gasps> This was a trick. Sorry, you guys. It was during. It oh, took okay. several years. Dang, oh. I know, I know. Oh, it, oh, what? It took... It took several years for him to finish it. Oh. it was so finished. the year 1514 was in the middle of the yeah, painting of the Mona Lisa? Yeah, it was finished in 1517. Man. <laughs> when did he start? Yeah. What? 1511 or something. And it took him that long? Six he, years for a long time? I don't know when he was billing by the hour? Like, what, what is this? Is he, <laughs> painters would do that a lot. They would start attorney? and come back to paintings. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that happens a lot. So it's not that like happens. he's working on it every day. A lot of paintings will find they've even been reworked and painted over yeah. before they decide uh, it's all done, studies. done. You've seen all the, like, Mona Lisa-ish paintings. He's <laughs> yeah, like, okay. All right, a thousand years ago. Actually, that's a really good thing. Like, that's a what? good icebreaker to say, 500 years ago today... You know, Leonardo da Vinci is in the process of He was of still working was on the motor. Right, right, right. That's pretty cool. At what kind yeah. of party would I say that? <laughs> a nerd party. <laughs> party with the four of us. <laughs> with some really super cool people. <laughs> a Mario party. And they're like, that's a great story, Chris. <laughs> Sir, how did you get into the Oval Office? <laughs> a thousand years ago. So in 1014. This was near the peak of the Holy Roman Empire. Uh, can you guys name four modern countries that were completely encompassed by the Holy Roman Empire? So I'm not talking about ones that, you know, there were a lot of countries that were touched by the Holy Roman Empire, but I'm talking about <laughs> ones that were completely subsumed There were a lot by... that were punched right in the face by the Holy Roman Empire, <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. Italy? Mm, that was just a part. Just wow. northern Italy, yeah. Like current modern day, the way they yeah. draw the borders now. Yes. Yes. Okay. Where is it? Um, the United Kingdom? 
No. no. It was Germany. Uh-huh. It was uh, Netherlands, mm-hmm. Belgium, Luxembourg, Switzerland, oh. Austria, the Czech and Slovak republics. Man. Yeah, it was like right We had a lot to choose right from. There. Yeah. yeah. And we yeah. bombed it. <laughs> <laughs> but it touched parts of uh, France, Italy, Slovenia, and Western Poland. So, like, those were the edges. Why is it called the Holy Roman Empire? Well, they, wait, they, I mean, they ran it from Rome, yeah. right? Oh, okay. It kind of, it's funny. You can see it, like, evolve over time. It lasted hundreds of years. So, mm-hmm. you see it, it kind of starts in the Italy area, and then it, like, moves, moves up, and it goes to Germany, and then it gets small. Like, and it goes <laughs> away. That would come up in trivia. Know where, know where the Holy Roman Empire was. All right. 5,000 years ago. So, about 3,000 BCE, or before. <laughs> Give or take. Yeah. yeah. So was this the Stone Age, the Bronze Age, or the Iron Age? Oh, man. 3,000 BCE was yeah. the Stone Age. Yeah, 5,000 years ago. Chris knows this rocks. is not the Stone Age. Three th- no, that's too, yeah. Uh-huh. Bronze. Bronze Age. It's the Bronze yeah. Age. All right. Yeah. When people just started using metal work, or doing metal work. Now we're moving on. We're going to 10,000 years ago. There was the Quaternary Extinction event. That's where the Ice Age animals went extinct. A lot of the Ice Age animals went extinct, including saber-toothed cats. The mammoth went extinct in Eurasia and North America. So in the movie Ice Age, the cartoon, (laughs) who played Manfred? The documentary, animated documentary, (laughs) Ice Age, who played uh, Manfred the Mammoth? Karen. Raymond, everybody oh. loves Ray Oh, Romano. Ray Romano. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ray Romano. Ray Romano. Ray Romano. Yeah, yeah. And who voices Sid, the saber-toothed tiger? Dennis Leary. Nice. Wow. wow. I've never saw it. I mean, neither. I just <laughs> yeah. know it. The trailers get played a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, can go, I can go more. Nope. That's okay. Oh, okay. It's all right. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fine. This is just a yes-no question. 50,000 years ago, were there people in Australia... 50,000 50, years 000? ago? Yeah. I'll say yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it was about 50,000 years ago when they mm. got there. Right oh, around okay. 50,000. Yeah. They signed the guest book. You can questions. see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was here yeah. mm-hmm. in Australia. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to... <laughs> see, they wrote it right there. Yeah. All right, last question. This one, even though I took a class in it, I still forget the answer sometimes. So this was really just Uh-oh. for me to remember. Um, were there still Neanderthals 100,000 years ago? Yes. Yeah. Yes. There yeah. were. They died out about 40,000 years yeah, ago. Yeah, because the overlap they between overlap, Homo sapien yeah. and Neanderthal is actually not as short as people think. Yeah. They did overlap for yeah. a while. Right. Yeah. yeah. You could find them. Like, you'd have to go to certain bars, you know? But, yeah. 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 And they're fake pagers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little, just a rock. Yeah. 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 They're rock pagers. Yeah. 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 Right, right, right. Man, yeah. that guy looks so I went, cool. Yeah. I, think I went to school with You're some, like, but we only had gym class. Yeah. yeah. You're like, that doesn't even work. That thing is totally fake. I can <laughs> totally tell. Fake. It's full of rocks. It should be like two rocks because you can beat them together. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> That's just a cave door opener. Yeah. That's totally not real. <laughs> Good job, you guys. All right, we're going to take a quick break. A word from our sponsor. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. In a world where not everyone always appreciates alliteration. Brilliant and brainy, breathing bros and brontosauruses. And puns are met with rolling eyes. It's amazing. <laughs> And trivia is considered trivial. Stands one group who will not give in, who will fight back. Karen, Colin, Dana, and Chris are the GJB Task Force. With the power to take on 10,000 bombardier beetles. Taking on Brad Pitt or lasers. Fights will go on as long as they have to. Double the scatological references, triple the trivia, quadruple the castorium. This season, trivia becomes cooler than President Garfield's sick room. Good job, brain. Coming to an audio device near you. What was uh, that, Magic? Cool. That was so good. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was from Zach, uh, one of our, because uh, a couple episodes, I think it was a mini episode that I called out for uh, audio submissions for Good Job Brain Bumper, like Good Job Brain ads uh, from our listeners. And Zach created this trailer, Tastic Masterpiece. Nice. Thanks, Zach. Awesome work. The Good Job Brain Give Us Free Content contest <laughs> continues apace. Yeah. Feel free to send it. There is no Shh. deadline. More free content, please. <laughs> During the course of research for the show, uh, I often come across little nuggets that aren't quite on topic, but I file them away because I'm like, oh, I'll find a way to use this in some future episode. Sure. Uh, so I think in the course of researching occupations for some previous quiz, I came across uh, a job from days gone by. And so I'd like to tell you a little bit about this awesome job (laughs) that that no longer exists. Ron Burgundy? Um, So it involves gunpowder. So gunpowder, also okay. known as black powder, we've talked about that before. It is it is human humankind's first artificial explosive. Uh, very old, many old societies uh, knew gunpowder, made gunpowder. This is a good trivia question. This may come up. There are three 
ingredients in gunpowder. Do you guys Ooh. know what those are? Nitrogen. Decomposing animal You're parts. Close on that one. We'll come back to that. The, the three uh, ingredients in gunpowder. Oh, wait, no, no, wait, wait. Hops, <laughs> water, barley, barley <laughs> and, <laughs> and gunpowder. <laughs> gun <powder. laughs> Drink, then boom. <laughs> the three ingredients in gunpowder are sulfur. Oh, okay. Charcoal uh-huh. and saltpeter, uh-huh. and saltpeter uh, yes. is the the old timey name for potassium nitrate. Mm-hmm. So, Karen, you're, you're correct. It is it is a nitrogen based compound. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are things that you can find in the natural world. These are naturally occurring oh. uh, in different mm-hmm. amounts. You can also manufacture potassium nitrate, which is saltpeter. Uh, so, I want to talk about <laughs> saltpeter. Oh, thank goodness. Yes, yes. I was okay. oh. we could say it over and over. Not, Peter, saltpeter. Not salty Peter. Not Salty no. Peter, right, right. salt Peter, salt Peter, salt like, Peter is exactly one, the way one it's word. Spelled? So you'll see oh, it okay. spelled P E T E R or P E T R E, but okay. one word, Petra. salt Peter, salt yeah. Petra, Petra, very European. Salt yeah. Petra. Uh, it okay. comes from Latin, huh? Sal Petre, <laughs> salt, oh. salt of rock. I knew a guy named Sal, Sal Petre. It is it is called salt of rock because in in its naturally occurring form, it looks like little crystals, you know, like salt that might be crusted on a rock. Very <laughs> named after what sure. it looks like. Um, so sulfur and charcoal are sulfur's pretty abundant. It's an element, obviously. Charcoal, extremely easy to come by. Charcoal, uh, saltpeter in in quantity is a little harder to come by. Um, it does occur naturally in, in environments that are really high in nitrogen. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. And you know where there's a lot of nitrogen that occurs in nature? Farts. In poo. Hooray! Animal waste. Urine. Mm-hmm. Poo. Uh, right. <laughs> is very high in nitrogen. And in fact, guano, bat guano, yeah. was, was an early and abundant source of making saltpeter. People noticed that potassium nitrate would tend to occur in caves where there's a high concentration of bat guano. It would be either mm-hmm. on the walls. Or you could just harvest the guano directly and reduce it down and and make your potassium nitrate that way. People also <laughs> used to eat bat guano too. Oh, you know, it's got a it's got a multitude of yeah. uses. Yeah. yeah. With this invention I can control the entire world. As the bow and arrow sort of was getting phased out and replaced by the musket so gunpowder obviously got to be really important. I mean, you know, the Chinese used it in fireworks and things like that. But once once became an element of weaponry is when gunpowder started to get yeah. really, really important. If you are yeah. a, a government or right. a king or a queen or yeah. a crown ruling get a nation. Ring. Right. Get You're ring. anybody. You had to have some gunpowder. Yeah. And so this was, you know, really particularly into the like the 16th, 17th century is when muskets, cannons were really kind of just becoming this is the way you fought war. Hmm. Enter... The Saltpeter Man. This is a job that I want to talk to you guys about. The Saltpeter Man. Okay. I just imagine him in driving the car around yeah. the neighborhood. Turkey in the Straw the is playing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> let's, uh, let's put a pin in that thought there, Chris. And we'll come back to that. That may not be quite as ridiculous as you think. Um, so in England in particular, uh, sort of like, as I say, in the late Tudor period, in the Stuart period, into the 17th century, the crown, they really recognized the need for a controlled pipeline of saltpeter to make gunpowder oh in massive amounts. Okay. And as I mentioned, you know, the raw ingredients Dear are Lord. very high in places yep. where you find animal waste, mm-hmm. urine, dung, uh, even just animal parts, rotting, you know, anything oh. high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the crown basically issued special permission and dispensation to people to harvest 
and create saltpeter that they would sell to turn into gunpowder and on a large scale. Oh, anybody could do it? As long Anyone, as if you had the right permission. Saltpeter men in those days, they had the right, they could come to your farm or your chicken coop, harvest the dirt where your animals had been peeing <laughs> and pooing huh. and take it away, basically. And, and you know, I, this is on authority of the crown. I'm selling oh. this. Oh. I'm selling oh. this, right. Oh. A lot of people got pretty put out about this. There yeah. were many stories of, you know, farmers or whatever. It's like, hey, the saltpeter man dug up my chicken coop, took all this dirt off, and then there's left, you know, oh. and then I'm yeah. on my own to sort of reassemble things. Can you guys think of one other obvious source for urine? Aside no. from farm animals, Hospital. Um, human beings, human beings. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yes, uh, like That's where a, I get all of my urine. Like yeah. a like a reverse milkman. <laughs> one of the things that a saltpeter man could do was come around and mm. collect jars of urine. Yeah, that oh. you could leave out for a you know a small token or a small amount of money, and you would put the jars of urine out on it the doorstep. It was like man. a reverse oh milkman. No, yeah. no turkey in the straw playing. But yeah, right, he right, would right, come right. by in the morning. Pick up your bottles of urine Hot that you've left. Steamy. That's right. Any oh. source you can get with you're in the business of making salt when peter. Do um, you know the urine man? The urine man, the urine, urine man. man. <laughs> Eventually they discovered more efficient and more laboratory-based ways of generating large amounts of uh, you know, the, potassium nitrate. The thing is, with these uh, saltpeter dudes, do like when they collect all this stuff, like is it still is it helpful? Is it does it yield? A it good does. Amount? Oh well, so I mean, you know, you can get obviously, obviously, you can get raw <laughs> urine and raw dung, but. It was. It actually worked really well to have it be contained in the dirt because it would get concentrated. Having it sit for a while, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, like it would develop well. a very strong smell. But part of that is also the, the, nit- the nitrogen out. and the com- yeah, it's getting working. concentrated. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's how you know it's working. Uh, that's yeah. <laughs> it smells like saltpeter. Smells like victory. In addition to being able to generate it artificially, obviously gunpowder eventually gave way to other explosives over time. So today there there are no more saltpeter men running around collecting jars of urine. So please stop leaving bottles of urine on your front porch. Yeah, yeah. No one's coming to get them anymore. And if somebody could make us a like a propaganda poster that's like the smell of victory, <laughs> turn in your manure today, order of the crown. I'm just asking this not because I'm expecting an answer, but it, you know I'm, I'm probably going to research this. You know, for for races that I do, or you know, in parks and stuff, they have porta potties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What do they do with the leftover stuff mm. that that is accumulating? They have to process it. I mean, yeah. those are like, I mean, you know, it's they'll have <laughs> chemicals in oh, some no, of those. Blue. Yeah, think, they'll yeah. have the chemicals in some of them. Right. Right. So they, right. Like, yeah. Would they incinerate it and make it into oh, something like a new energy? Make a plastic out of it? I don't know. I don't <laughs> right, know. Right. Right. I don't know. You know, gunpowder. I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. sure. I, yeah, I do. I think they process they, it. Yeah. And then what? And throw it away. And yeah, like your water supply. Them. I'm not sure. There's so, I'm sure there's something they do. Oh, yeah. that is fascinating. Right. I would like to know. I think it's whoever fills it up has to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as soon as it crests over the top. Yeah. It's, it's like taking out the trash. It's like whoever, you, you know. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Whoever Bloop. puts the last thing in there. Yep. That's your problem now. Yep. And gross. <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. 
Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, and here I have one last quiz. And when we talk about days gone by, going in the past, of course, uh, I love old literature. Uh, primarily, I love Shakespearean language. So here I welcome back our friend, William Shakespeare. Oh, yeah. Ah. And again, he is going to attend a house party. <laughs> so what I've done is I've written lyrics to very famous party songs okay. uh, as if they were in a Shakespeare play. So very flowery language. I try to make it rhyme, try to make the pentameter kind of happen. Not all of them. <laughs> kind of. And Stand a, back. I'm making yeah. pentameter happen. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then I, of course, I have William Shakespeare uh, read out uh, these lovely songs and sonnets. Mm. I'm going to play the clip. And after the clip, buzz in and tell me what song, what artist, and maybe what are the, the words, the lyrics that he is All right. parodying, I guess, right? Parodying. Sounds good. Here we go. Number one. Mm, one of my faves. <laughs> Tis the manner we brethren manage. Tis the evening of Frigg. The carousing shall taketh effect on the edge where the sun sets. Dana, this is how we do it. This is how we <laughs> yeah, do Montel it. Jordan. Yup. The lyrics are: This is how we do it. It's Friday night, yeah. so tis the manner we brethren manage. Tis the evening of Frigg. Frigg yeah. is uh, an old uh, god. Yeah, Norse yeah. god. Friday Venus. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> the, the trick is with these: I don't use the same words. Like I will go out of yeah, my so way you translate to not, every possible word. Yeah, because yeah. then it kind of is unfun. So, uh, and then the lyrics are: The party is here on the west side, so the carousing uh. shall taketh effect on the edge where the sun sets. <laughs> do you wow, know that? it's beautiful. Frigg is also a, uni- a euphemism for a bad word. Oh. Yeah. It's the night of Frigg. Right. It's the evening of Frigg. <laughs> what is it? Well, it works as well. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought he was talking about. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe doing it's a it. bad word. No, this oh, is no, how I we do it. Yeah. That's true. That's true. It is how we do it. It's like a riddle. Yeah. Next one. A sense I possess. Eventide shall be a prosperous affair. Yay. Eventide shall be a prosperous affair. Eventide shall be a prosperous prosperous affair eventide yeah. tonight prosperous rich but it's not just n- night it's like, okay i'm gonna play it again uh, the clue is probably the third the last line there's a a double of words oh okay mm. all right yeah yeah okay a sense i possess eventide shall be a prosperous affair yay eventide shall be a prosperous affair Eventide shall be a prosperous, prosperous affair. Chris. I got a feeling oh. that tonight's gonna be a good, good, good night. night. Yeah, okay. Yep. Oh, okay. okay. Black Eyed Peas. I got a feeling. Next one. I'm sure all of you guys will get this one. Perennial favorite. <laughs> the Cottage of Passion is one Lilputian seasoned estate wherein we can convene. <laughs> Everybody uh, loves Love Shack. Shack. is a, a little old place where we can get together. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Cottage of passion. <laughs> Cottage of passion. 
fashion. Nice. Yeah. I like how he said it very whimsically. Yeah. yeah. I said, I said can, you, can you please be more bard-like? Yeah. Can you bard it up? Yeah. Can you bard it up? All right. Next one. I am thine vassal. My servitude cannot be contained, cannot be disciplined. I am thine vassal. My servitude shan't be rebuffed, shan't be concealed. Dana. I'm a slave. Britney Spears. I'm, I'm a, a slave, slave for, for you. you. Four is the number four, and you oh, is the right. letter U. <laughs> Sorry, we're emphasizing so, it yeah. because we're trying to say four. the numeral four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not four. Yeah. Okay. Not, okay. Not, yeah. Four. For you. Right, yeah. yeah. I'm a slave for you. I cannot hold it. I cannot control it. I'm a slave for you. I won't deny it. I'm not trying to hide it. <laughs> like All right. Vassal. Last one. Here we go. Mine. Mine. My melody hath strucketh with excess vigor. Hence, I hath chanteth, O mine maker. I made this one right. Yeah. I was so yeah, proud. I like it. My, 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 my. Music hits me so, so hard. hard. It makes me say, Oh, oh my lord. lord. Yeah. Thank you for blessing me with a mind to rhyme and two hype feet. I thought I was thinking saying two gold teeth. Oh, 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 oh! I'm doing the hammer dance. Master Chief, Master Chief Hammer, Oakland's own MC Hammer. Awesome, good job, guys! And well, that is our show. But before we close the show, who's got something to plug? Who's got something to If you've ever been to a video game convention, you've probably seen a, a big booth uh, from a company called Fangamer. They do all merch. kinds of like merch and shirts. They do like, like it's all inspired by cool old video games. So like shirts for, Designed you know, like super very, well. very designy like Zelda shirts and things like that. And like mm-hmm. they do a, they do a Mario, um, pipe mug like a coffee mug oh. that's shaped like a green pipe from super mario cool. brothers oh, okay. they do an oven mitt that looks like a power glove so they're <laughs> doing a kickstarter right now that is a whole bunch of stuff all themed around the old super nintendo role-playing game earthbound so basically um i i'm not getting any money from this but they uh they interviewed me they did a huge interview in my video game collection room uh, yeah. all about the history of the earthbound series and um you know just just about like nintendo and stuff in general yeah. It was like three, four hours of, you know, interview, wow. but it'll probably be like, you know, five minutes of the movie. If they, you know how it is, you yeah. know how it is. So, but anyway, I'm going to be in this documentary and it's getting kickstarted okay. now. The Kickstarter is called You Are Now Earthbound and it's for, it's for like a guidebook for the game, a, a CD of music, you know, that they're redoing from the game and uh, this documentary and other stuff too. So, yeah. so that's happening. If you, um, it, it's actually already been funded. So at this point it's just sort of like piling on and doing stretch goals and but stuff like that. you're a but, part, you're going to be a yeah. part of it. You're officially like I'm a officially part of in, the documentary. I'm in the documentary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean the documentary is not going to be out until 2016 at the earliest. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, hopefully I'll uh, I'll make the final cut. Yeah, and yeah. you'll get to see yeah. Chris's uh, menagerie. Yes. You will. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's impressive. <laughs> 
I don't know if people know this. Like, I, I didn't know this when I first met you. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, Chris from Trivia. And he yeah. works at Wired. Right. Like, oh, that's cool. Some of my coworkers were like, Chris wrote a book about Nintendo. Oh, yeah, it's true. Chris Kohler. <laughs> you know Chris Kohler? <laughs> and so I don't know. I, I bet most people who listen to this kind of know, but maybe not everybody. Like, Chris Chris wrote a book about Nintendo, you guys. He yeah. actually is that's an true. expert in it's Nintendo. Wrote two books. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Somebody, else, somebody also just wrote to me saying, hey, I really like your book, but um, there's, there's this fact in there that I can't verify with other sources so can you tell me what's going on with this and i have to write him an email soon telling him that i just you know screwed up <laughs> so you know that happens books okay books it's an um actually irl that's right to edit books once they're can't, out there. Yeah. Can't, yeah download yeah. the patch yep yeah i have something to plug too it's my words are so weird twitter account I post a weird word every day. It's awesome. There are two people. And a cool picture. And a cool picture. I, I want to give a shout out to two people who always write me funny sentences or comics. And that's Anna or at Puppy Digs. And, um, she drew our fonts frozen. She's oh, yeah. Draw- yeah. Oh. She's the one who, who she, drew our, our yeah. the Anna's fonts. awesome. Elsa mashup. Yeah. Fonz, Fonz yep. Elsa. Yeah. Fonz yeah. Elsa. No, no, no. It was, Fron- who, Fonzin? No, there was another listener on Facebook who said it was uh, Princess Frozarella. Oh, that's perfect. Hey, yeah. Yeah, that was let it go. What was the cold never bothered me, me anyway? Any <laughs> oh. Yeah, Anna. Anna. Anna is really funny and awesome. And then yeah. um, Amber Ward also writes very funny sentences. So anyway, I just want to give a shout out to them. Mm, I appreciate getting them. Traction, getting some traction. That word is so weird. So the best word of the last week, I have to share it because I love this word. I was so proud of finding it. It was um, apocalocentosis. Which means turning into a pumpkin mm. or pumpkinification. Apoc- like apocalypse? Apocalo. Apocalo. Sentosis. Sentosis. It's a Greek word, I That's believe. That's a good one. And it's, Use it all the time. So I was like, man, life must have been so magical a long time ago where they needed words for that. Actual yeah. words to describe. But it's turning into a pumpkin? Yeah. yeah. It's like a metamorphosis or an apocalocentosis. Like, I ate too yeah. much and I'm slowly becoming to look like a pumpkin? It was it was a play about this politician and they were making fun of him and it translated directly to pumpkinification or gordification. <laughs> and so, and then it was a word once they invented it. Hey, nice. Anyway. Very cool. Alright, and that is our show. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys listeners for listening in. Hope you learned a lot of stuff about old-timey jobs like collecting poo and pee and old language and old beepers and of course you can find us on iTunes on Stitcher on SoundCloud and on our website goodjobbrain.com and thanks to our sponsor Squarespace and we'll see you guys next week bye As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 